What's happening, beautiful people? You weren't expecting that beautiful then. Welcome to another episode of the Everything 9000 podcast. We will be bringing you news, a bit of culture, a bit of sports, all the updates that are 9000, of course. We actually have a lot to talk about, you know. We've got so much to cover. I'm actually excited for this episode. Should we start with the why you can't grow a beard? Let's get into some culture, man. Yo, we need to talk about Taylor Swift, man. She's a problem. A cultural force of nature. Why? What happened? Bro, Taylor <laughs> Swift, right, is arguably right now the Beyonce or the Michael Jackson of the of the world. I, I genuinely don't get that. I don't, like, obviously, each to their own, obviously, but I really don't understand the hype around Taylor Swift. There's been a few things, right, that just just, just show that this There was, situation. like, I remember, like, a few years back, I read this some sort of TMZ news flash saying that Taylor Swift earns, like, a million pounds a day. Mm. That was, like, a few years back. Mm. And, obviously, she's gone levels beyond since yeah, then. Probably, yeah. And the thing is, right, so two two or three days ago, some deep fakes were made of her. Yeah, I saw that in the day. They well, went viral. Yeah. Bro, it's like America came to a halt. It's like the legislation was being drafted as a result of this to stop deep fakes. X has banned all searches around Taylor Swift. Yeah, I right? saw that too. There's just like, they've all been taken off the internet. Like even if you wanted now, these are fake images, by the way. Even if you wanted to search them, you couldn't search them. Right. This is the power. Tell me anyone else that... Fake images could be made of another celebrity and it would get to this level. Mm. Right? There was a lot of celebrity leaks, remember a few years back anyway, when some hacker had like hacked into like some systems and posted a lot of like, well, like private intimate pictures of different celebrities. I remember like Jennifer Lawrence was one of them. Right. There's a few other celebrities that were like very well known at that point. Right. But, and they, they weren't even deep fakes. They were actual images of them that were very private. Obviously that was meant to be on their phones and their phones alone. Right. Um, so I didn't see any like similar action taken. Well, then. The, the hacker in this instance, right? The Swifties, i.e. Taylor Swift's fan base, got together. They literally found the hacker, posted oh, really? his full legal name, right? Full legal name. So that guy's fucked. He ain't getting no job. Nowhere now. Posted all of his records, where he went to school, this, that and the other. It's like a mob. Really? It's literally like a mob. They found who it is and they don't take no shit. Any Taylor Swift slander is not accepted. Yeah. And that's one example. Another example is a poll was conducted, right? And the poll found that one of five voters said that whoever Taylor Swift endorses, they would likely back that candidate in the general elections. Right. Of America. But this is not this is a bit crazy though, isn't it? Because it's becoming like a cult. And I still don't like it is actually crazy. Mm. It is actually crazy, right? Yeah, I think a lot of like big musicians and all that stuff, right? Yeah, they stay away from politics for a, like a particular reason in the sense they don't want to get involved because, it, for example, they have a, such a huge fan base, right? Okay, yeah, they, they can't cause upset with, between them because like, you know, half of the fans could be conservative, half of the fans could be like Democrats. So like, to be honest, like the majority of the fans are teenage girls or like teenage boys, right? So it, they may not be able to vote anyway, but still she carries a lot of influence. So yeah. a lot of musicians and stars kind of tend to stay away and, and don't talk about it openly, like about their politics openly so much. Um, but yeah, it is scary in that sense. I mean, if Taylor Swift can sway an election, that's yeah, crazy. It is crazy. And I think I remember um, even in, you know, like KSI, I remember when the elections were happening in 2019. Was that the last time we had elections? 2019. Hmm. I remember, like, there was, like, a big surge in, like, people going voting after, like, apparently KSI had said, like, you should go and vote. Right. So, yeah, that, that shit happens, man. I mean, another fun fact was a, a Guinness World Record was set recently. So, um, it was for the amount of Taylor Swift songs that could be heard in one minute. So, you're listening to different vocal tracks. I'm going to play two seconds of this Taylor Swift track. Two seconds of this. What's this song? What's this song? What's this song? Someone named... The previous Guinness World Record was 27 songs that could be named in one minute. Right. That was broken and someone got 34. They could just recognise Taylor Swift songs straight away to say what song it is. Yeah. So that's a But I, I, I genuinely... It, it, I'm absolutely flabbergasted by like this. It, honestly, like, you know, the celebrity culture. Yeah. It's very easy to be taken up by it and, and think to a point I was as well, like a few years back. But as you grow older, you realise actually a lot, like even for me, like David Beckham was a god, man. 
growing up. Like I fucking idolized David Beckham growing up, but now I haven't even seen his documentary. And, and to be honest, a lot of the stuff I read about David Beckham, it just disgusts me. Yeah. What, like uh, Jordan Henderson? Oh, like Jordan Henderson, absolutely, yeah, yes. Right. Just thought I'd just met. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, that's fine. We'll get on to all of the sports. Let's just stick to culture for now. Going from one celeb to another yeah. in a very different field, Mr. Rahat Fadeli Khan. Bro. Bro. He got the jumpala, bro. Nah, it's not even funny, man. That I've is seen... a straight domestic violence charge. No, it is. You know what? I don't understand. People like that are rich in the South Asian he just wanted sphere. His, he just wanted his bottle, bro. And it's that shit is so worrying. How can... <laughs> nah, bro. Honestly, you, that you should. It's fucked. You know the way rich people in South Asia, India, Pakistan, the way like you know the upper class people, the way they treat people like their support staff because they refer to them as servants. Yeah, right. The way those people treat them, it's absolutely disgusting, bro. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> they have no sort of fucking sensitivity. Yeah, like any sort of moral compass. You know, I was watching, I told you to watch this so on iPlay. There's this show called Streets of Gold Mumbai. Right. Right. It's all about like the Mumbai mid upper class kind of like going about their day to day life. Right. And there's this one fucking rich cunt. Right. Absolutely. He's like this. I, I think he's like an investor or entrepreneur or something. Right. Yeah. I can't remember his name now. But he's obviously got like a lot of support staff in his house like a lot of indians tend to like even if you're middle class you would always have some maid or some sort of yeah, 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 usually yeah, 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 right yeah, yeah. Standard, because standard yeah procedure. and that's even if you even if you're not very filthy rich like if you're kind of middle class or upper middle class you can afford to have somebody yeah, cook yeah. for you clean so what for happened you. on that show right so there was this one instance okay yeah he's just he's just like uh, so this one guy designer there's a few instances like this is disgusting right yeah so this one person has a bell and the people come running like, yes, sir, what do you want? Right. right. And they're like, okay, you know, that drink you made me make it again. Right. And it's just like, you know, it's like on demand. Ding! Right. And then there was another one uh, in other in- instance in one of the other episodes of that show. Right. There was one guy who's obviously, as I said, this entrepreneur, supposedly a multimillionaire and all that. Okay. Yeah. The way he calls his stuff, he goes, <whistles> he goes like, you know, there's somebody comes and all he goes like, you know, Right, so you know, it, it's just saying like you know, where, where the fuck are you guys? Like, it's almost like they want everything on demand, like this, 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 mm. and and they have no sort of like respond. They they feel like no sort of moral obligations towards that person. It's almost like they're a second class citizen mm. in their house. Right? I mean, there's a lot of celebs in Hollywood that acts equally. Yeah, same. yeah, it is. It that, is. That is just a lot of actors no, being no, dicks I'm, in general, right? No, no, I I think and celebrities. Yeah, so there was a whole thing about. Um, Robert De Niro, you know, his assistant saying like he's bullied me all this time and he's mistreated me mm. and he lost the case in court as well. You're being hypocritical. I'm not being hypocritical. Let me I'm tell you why. About- Let me tell you why. Okay, why? We had a podcast with Dr. And Indy. Right. We were talking about Jasmine Sandler's treating the mic guy mm. or the DJ behind the yeah. decks like complete shit. No. Right? Let me land here. You were like, yo. Jasmine Sandler's man, she portrays herself as a bad bitch, yo, let her do it. That's just her being real. Yeah. She wants to treat him like shit. Go you, man, just because she's a female. Oh, this, that, that, yeah. blah, 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 bullshit. Right? Where's that energy now, bro? No, no, that energy, bro, it's not the same thing. You Why? can't compare Why? what Jasmine Sanders was doing. How do you know her? she isn't doing, if she's willing to do that on stage in front of hundreds of people, mm. how do you know what she's doing behind closed doors? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So if that is what she's like behind closed doors. Got him! <laughs> Ah, uh, pull that one out. Yeah, no, no, no. You did pull that one out. But <laughs> the point I was trying to make to you, go on. I'll right? let you make your point. Now. Like the way Rahat Fateh Ali Khan treats that person, in, yeah. like he takes his shoe off and he hits it on his. You know, like culturally, that's like a huge thing. And you know? like somebody slaps you with the shoe. That's well known, bro. It's, like, it's, it's morally. Did you get shitted when you were young. No, it's not. It's not. I, about I got shitted when I was young. No, it's it, you. Straight up, bro. No. From your parents is one thing, but from like a total stranger from your boss, it's like very. What's the right word I'm looking so for? So if here? that if you're accepting it in the family, right? Over there, the culture is that different that that's an accepted practice. There, it's an accepted practice, but it shouldn't be. Is what I'm trying to say. So then, should 
parents being allowed to slap their children being accepted practice? No, again, Aman, I think you're finding the wrong corner here, bro. You know, I'm, not, I'm not defending it. Like, I'm just asking questions, playing devil's advocate. Listen, it's not... Well, you think I'm saying, yo, Rahad Fateh Ali Khan, that's fire, slap him again. I'm not saying that. No, but you you comparing that to a parent slapping their child is totally... It's, it's about... It's very it's different. About, it's about accepted practices. No, 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 it's about accepted practices. You saying that about a parent disciplining their child, mm. okay, yeah, mm. like... We've we've all experienced that in our childhood. Okay, yeah, that's different. Like your dad's not gonna slap you now, is he? That mm. that you're thirty years old, mm. right? My dad's not gonna slap me now that I'm thirty years old, right? Yeah, especially. I'm not thirty, by the way, but yeah, carry on. But listen, right? Okay, whatever it is, right? So when you have like an employer who mistreats you so badly, takes his shoe off and slaps you with his shoe, that that in itself is a huge stigma, and like it's. It's it's huge in our culture, what like if, to be hit by a shoe or something, right? What if culturally it's not that you know it's not acceptable? So like imagine like you're degrading the person so much to like cower below you, mm. right? Rahat Tatefali Khan is uh, Rahat in that video was clearly drunk, mm. right? And he was obviously looking for like so I don't know where his bottle went. He was saying all that. And then he came back with this fake video where even That's the guy, right. yeah, yeah, the guy fake came, apology video, yeah, the fake apology video is disgusting, man. Mm. Right and and well, a lot of people are boycotting him as a result of that now. Yeah, and I think, but like, it just comes back to the old age, like, yo, don't idolize celebrities. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. The celebrity culture that is fucked, and like, you know, I've kind of come off the celebrity culture for the last, like, in the last four or five years. Mm. You realize a lot of people that you idolize are actually not well, worth it. Well, your boy De Niro is still nothing. Man got fucking a child at eighty, bro. At eighty, bro. At eighty, bro, he, he's got he had that, a child at eighty years he's old. He's got that walnut. No, listen, he's got that super nut. You know his eldest child is like 51. So imagine you have a sibling that's 51 years older that's than you. Fucked. That's fucked. Do you think, okay, what is your take? So that's his Robert De Niro. Ja- that's his Jaja. <laughs> <coughs> no, it's Jaja, man. That's his, uh, it would be his like. No, it's his brother. But you would view him as like a Jaja. <laughs> or uncle, I guess. Not even Jaja. Like, I don't think, a, my Jaja is not 51 years older than me. I think this is like grandparent territory. Oh, shit. It's like your granddad's little brother. You know what I mean? That's your mini, mini baba. Your, your, your young, like your shorta baba. Shorta baba. There we got there in there. <laughs> it's your knuckly baba. No, no, not knuckly. No, it's knuckly baba. Imagine like your granddad. one of them fake babas. It's not fake babas, but I'm just saying. It is literally a fake baba, Amrit. It's his brother. Yeah. So it's a fake baba. It's not a fake baba. It's a knuckly baba, bro. I never refer to my granddad's uh, siblings as knuckly. I always said baba or papa. Right. So, you know. And deep down, you know they're knuckly. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, you're getting into a different conversation. Right. Yeah. But, bro, what do you think? Do you think it's right for a person? 100% not. He's going to be there. He's going to see his kid for about eight years, nine years. Hmm. It's interesting. So who is he going to put provisions? Obviously, he's rich enough to have yeah, provisions in place yeah. to secure his future. Yeah. So maybe it's an exceptional it's a case. It's she, by the way. Oh, it's a she. Yeah. Mm. It's it's a bit of a difficult one. If he had no kids in his whole life and that was the one child that he had, I think it would be a different thing. I think that's different. I think if he was trying and trying and trying and finally at 81, he succeeded, that's different. That's like, yo, that's the story of perseverance. Yeah. Right. But this is not a story of perseverance. This is a story. This is a story of nutting at 81. <laughs> It is nuts though, man. It is nuts. Don't watch, don't watch the pun, but it's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yo, um, yo, I want to talk about a few things, man. I know you've cancelled your Netflix subscription, but yo, I want to talk about Griselda. I haven't cancelled my Netflix subscription. I never had one. Okay. <laughs> well, you haven't got access to one is my point. No, no, right? I do have access to one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've had one like for Interesting, years. <laughs> interesting. Have you seen Griselda then? Nah. Bro, is this the is this the Sofia Vergara one? Yes. Oh, so basically, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a review now without giving you any spoilers because I will want to watch it. Yes. If you're watching this now and you don't want any spoilers at all, I'm a reasonable human being. I'm not like Amrit. Just skip this little segment in the little timestamps below. Yeah. Now, no, wait, wait. I don't want you to spoil. No, it I'm not me. gonna spoil it for you. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. But you just you just no, 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 no. people. Ignore that. Just no. pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> nah, come on. I'm not, I won't spoil. Listen, it. one thing. I give you my word. Listen, I'm going to go to India right here. I'm going to get a 10-hour flight. I'm literally yeah, going to download it to watch it on the 10-hour flight. You will enjoy it. I'll give you my scores for the episodes, right? The first, the six episodes in total, the first four, I rate them 7 out of 10. Okay. The last two, I rate them 9 out of 10. Okay. Episode five, bro, the tension that you will feel 
is like none other. Dude, why why are you having a conversation with yourself? Wait, 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 you know, these, these Rochelle, series. there was a woman that was based out in New York, right? If I'm correct. Uh, Miami. Miami, sorry. Oh, That's okay, right. okay. Yeah. I, 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 I've heard yo, a podcast on her. One yes. thing. Yo, actually, one thing. I need fact-checking. I need fact-checking. They started the whole show with one quote from Pablo Escobar, apparently. And it was, I was never scared of a man. The only man I was ever scared of was a woman named Griselda Blanco. Really? So I had to Google that. Is that a real fact? Uh, I don't know if it is, but I have heard like, because obviously um, um, I listen to a lot of crime podcasts and all that stuff, right? It just like when I go to bed and stuff, it just helps me sleep or something. That is so fucked. I, it, wait, wait, let's not just gloss over that. Like you just dropped that like it was nothing. Nah. You listen to crime podcasts to yeah. go to sleep. Yeah. Is this why you're so ready to fucking jet off to the front line? <laughs> <laughs> Like, not just crime podcasts, but just like generally, like any. I've sort heard of, of people putting on like you know ASMR background music, rain nah. dropping and stuff to help them sleep. Fireplace cackling. I always listen to a podcast to help me sleep. Like I keep my concentration, but then all of a sudden it will drop. But then I, I take it in. So you're wearing headphones at that point. Oh yeah, I sleep with my headphones on a lot of the time. Are you okay? not headphones, earphones though. Like you're not not the ones like overhead ones, like the ones that go in your ear. Like so, like an Apple one or like one of those. I have like, these wireless ones that will earbuds I tell you what we'll touch on the crime podcast another time go on just land on the point about Pablo Escobar and Griselda yeah so Griselda I've like uh, not even before this now I've just linked it together now you said Griselda and like um, uh, about about it being like drug related mm. so this person was based out of I thought it was New York but it's obviously Miami so I think she was like a major major dealer in Miami and she was like very 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 violent very violent and she was like, there's always like, there's also a um, Netflix documentary about different drug lords and stuff. Mm. And Griselda features in one of them. Right. And there's an episode on Griselda and I'd seen that as well. So like, I, I know a little bit about it. So it's interesting. Her, I will definitely her, watch it. Her story is very much of a, obviously she was a woman yeah. in the 70s. And, and she killed her like husband and stuff as well. She'd killed a lot of men in where, her own where, life. Where the period was dominated by men. Yeah. You know, and she, how, how is she going to be respected? Mm. I don't like when Netflix series glorify these people. Yeah. And the vibe that I got very much in the first two, three episodes was, yo, I wanted her to win. Mm. Yo, fuck these men. But she was killing people all that yo, stuff. Yo, make... Man. Yeah, of course, bro. She's a drug lord. Yeah. Right? And, and but, I think she killed Netflix, her husband and then stuff. Like, yo, she was a badass. Yeah. Like, the vibe you get, yo, she's a badass. I yeah. wanted to win. And it's cool. And plus, and plus, like, the, the actor that plays Griselda is obviously a very good-looking woman in, in Sofia, Sofia Vergara, right? Okay, yeah. So you think, oh, she was this dashing sort of beautiful woman. She actually taking, wasn't, though. No, she in real life, she was not... Yeah. Not good looking at all, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to well, get killed well, by the cartel. Well, a fun fact. One of her children, actually, I think it was one of her children, came out and said that, you know what, um, she was actually very dashing, charming, this, that, and the yeah. other. But people were like, yo, Sofia Vergara is definitely a level above. Yeah. Just jam. Yeah. <laughs> and I think so right. I, I, so, and I think, but it's... It, but it, the narrative did shift yeah. from, yo, I'm bigging her up, I wanted to win this, that, that's cool, to, all right, yo, that is fucked. Yeah. So I'm glad they brought that back. Because I think with Pablo Escobar and stuff, they have just kept it very much, yo, that was very glorious. Yeah. Apart from the way how they showed he died, which was a cruel death. Yeah. Apart from that, yo, he was a gangster. Yeah. Pablo Escobar. No, they do, they, do, they do glorify them in the sense that they do like, and that's why even like uh, Pablo Escobar, but then El Chapo, for example, he's such a huge popular figure because mm. of this like you know there's a huge cult for uh chapel for example people wearing the shirts he wears yes uh people they do- continue that yes yeah. and 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 that sort of stuff obviously gets glorified more and more so in these sort of tv series and i think that's not just the case for these but i think it's in any tv or film where you have like a crime film let's say you know um I'm trying to think of like for example even the older films like mean streets and so on it kind of like glorifies and and it kind of humanizes the criminals in a way that you think oh okay they're not so bad people and i and i'm pretty certain like i'm sure they're not bad people at, at the very core yeah but a lot of the stuff that they do what gets glossed over you never look at the victim side of these stories you yeah. always look at the to be fair they do show that a bit no I, they do but i'm just trying to say like it's glorious in the show i mean you, you've obviously not seen that. yeah no in the show i get it but like a lot of these generally the films and so on 
they never would show the victim side of the story. They would never show the victim's family kind of being decimated by the crimes that that have been committed. Mm. It's more so just bam, 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 bam. And, it's know. beautiful because it shows how her family is impacted by this. Right. Yeah, it's a good watch. Okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to what you see, so we'll get your thoughts on that too. I don't know if I should do it straight, watch it straight away or if I should save it for my uh, plane journey. Well, whenever you watch it, we'll catch up. Right. Mm. Uh, another thing I'm just going to briefly review. I know you haven't watched it. And I know many people in the UK haven't watched it. But I have. Just Rain's new show. Oh, okay. Four episodes have released so far. Every Friday they release two episodes. I think there'll be six or seven in total. Mm. Right. And four, four have released. Now I've watched it and it's very... Do you know what? You think of Just Rain, you think of this comedian making skits. This production, what? Yo, this is a very high-end production. Mm. Very high-end production. Professional though, because like, it is a professional company that produced it, obviously. Very professional. Uh, you would expect that. Yes. So... It's, it's obviously you wouldn't expect obviously like a vine sort of video really sure so, yeah but even though that's what made him yeah but they do I, bring them in you know them features back and they show him making a quick vine or, the story is around him being an everyday content creator Punjabi creator still whilst doing his deliveries of his mom's cooking mm. um, trying to make it basically mm. but he's not making it um, it's wild you know first episode he takes a gachi off takes a nude you see mm. his ass like, it's a bit, because obviously I'm, I'm watching it with my family, mm. and it's like... It's Why like, would you right, watch yo. anything with your family without having, like, pre-seen or, like, pre... Do you reckon? Yeah, you would never... Bro, come on, that's like... The only thing I watch with my, my dad. Get... Not my dad. That I agree. That I agree. But this is still with my family. Still a bit, like... You've got to screen stuff before you watch it with the family, man. In a brown household. Yeah, of course. The only thing I watch blindly is a Punjabi film with my mum there. Like, otherwise, I screen everything before I watch it. Because you know it. what's going to happen in a Punjabi film. No, but yeah, you you, you know what I mean. Like, there are a lot of series, Punjabi, like Hindi slash Punjabi series based in Punjab on Netflix, but I wouldn't dare touch them in front of my family. Mm. There's, one, there's one called Kora, Kora, right? It's a brilliant, brilliant fucking series, but the very first scene is a sex scene. You know what's fucked? My cousin started watching it with his family. They were like, oh, put Kora on, man. Looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> so he's watching it with old Baba and his Masi. Yeah. And oh, Kora looks nice on Netflix. And then the very first scene is like two people having sex in the kid, man. Isn't this mad? And then, and then he goes, oh, I switched it off. And I said to him, listen, watch it, man. Don't be put off by it. Watch it. Obviously, watch it on your own, but it's a very good series. That's, that's what you call poetic justice. <laughs> right. But anyway, just rain. First episode. Do you know what? The show so far, it does very much touch on real life social issues. Right. What will people say? How okay. will this happen? Living. So it looks interesting. So I'll probably watch it, man. Um, but, you know, episode three, I found a bit cringe personally. Why? I can, it was it was like it didn't come across as good acting. Do you know what I mean? And there was just like things that were just put in for the sake of being put in. I don't know. It was a weird episode. Is it, is it not semi autobiographical? Like it's not. It's not like completely on his life, but it's like semi. Semi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And like, to be fair, in the first couple of episodes, there were bit. There were scenes filmed in Godwaras, right? Which reflected conversations that would happen in real life. Mm. But when we see them happening, we're like, "Yo, how can you air such a conversation happening in a Godwara?" Really? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I know people would have watched that and got triggered. Mm. Maybe rightly so. Who knows? Mm. How about we address the conversations that are actually happening in Honduras, yeah. right? Especially in Canada, in yeah. Toronto, Brampton, yeah. these places, they're different. And they're it's, it's funny because a guy's held a bar for, because he's brought a new truck. It's just like cultural nuances that they mm. capture in there is beautiful. The great thing is episode four. I love episode four. Even though I found episode three weird, I found episode four beautiful because it's Isn't all that about... that you said that you found cringe? Episode three, I found cringe. Oh, okay, okay. Episode four, I loved because it was all about him... It was all about him being in a lift. A Gora child points to him and speaks to his dad. Dad, why is he wearing that? And then the dad, oh, actually, yeah, mate. Why are you wearing that? Oh, no, his dad says, oh, he's really religious. And he's like, actually, no way. I'm not really religious. Mm. He's like, oh, why why do you wear it then? And it just sends him into this existential crisis of what's my identity? Mm. He goes to a Godora, asks a Baba, why am I wearing this? It's just, it's good. I'm not saying it's amazing. Yeah. I'm saying it's different and it's You good. know, like a lot of these series, you have seen them on Netflix and like other series, like where... There's one, uh, have you watched, um, what's it called? Um, I think it's called Atlanta. Right. Uh, you know, with Childish Gambino. Oh, I know what you're on about. I've seen a scene from that. It's a very it reflects real life in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, not only that, but it kind of talks about, like, this beat-down guy trying to make it, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. There's an Egyptian one. I uh, can't remember the name of it, man. 
there's a very similar thing with like this Egyptian guy who kind of like navigates life in America, mm. tries to make it on, you know, artistically on that stuff. And it's very much so like, that is also like a semi-autobiography. Mm. Even like Atlanta is like a semi-autobiography of, of like um, Childish Gambino. Uh, so these sort of shows are coming more and more prominent. And I think it is good. And it's nice to have like a Punjabi version of them too. 100%. From our culture. So it's, it's good. I'll, I will watch it when I get around to watching it. Yeah, note of warning, the mom speaks Kashmiri Punjabi. So if oh. you're a bit confused and you're like, yo, I don't understand the Punjabi. Yeah. That's what it is. But yeah, man, let me, again, we'll get your thoughts once you've watched that too. Dev Patel, Monkey Man. Yeah. Seen the trailer for that? It looks good. Hmm. It's apparently like uh, John Wick, but in Mumbai. Right. Yeah. yeah. That'll be fire. Yeah, that will be fire. That'll be fire. Apparently, and it was going to get sold to just Netflix just to be released standard. Right. But, you know, um, what's Jordan his name? Peele. Huh? Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele from yeah. Key and Peele. Yeah. Legend in the game. He's obviously, what is he, the director? No, he's a producer. So he's, he's, a, he's, he's like, he came on as a producer. He's a producer and he's yeah. secured a cinema release. Yeah. Which I think it deserves. It's, it's a huge deal for like somebody like Dev Patel, for example. Yeah. Um, You know, because this is like Dev Patel's like, kind of passion project because he's written it directed it produced it as well mm. and obviously acted in it so he's very this is very much his film mm. so it'll be interesting to see how it goes off because obviously he's not been in something like he's not had something released for like a, a he's couple not been of active yeah, I, yeah. Feel, I feel like he really picks and chooses his projects man and he not only that but I think it must have been like this must have taken up a couple a of lot. years of yeah. his life um, and I think the process for this started in like 2016 right so the actress that is the main actress she's an Indian actress um, I can't pronounce her name properly but it's like um, Shobita Dulipa or something like that right she's like a very prominent actress in Bollywood and uh, she was saying that she had auditioned for it in 2016 right and then she was confirmed and then like they obviously did shooting and so on but then this film kept this was film was meant to release on in like 2021 apparently. Uh. Then it got to or 2022. Uh. Then it got pushed to 2022, 2023. Now it's kind of like releasing in April this year. With my bottle. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. I, I probably will go I watch it. In cinema. I, I will watch that in cinema too. It's yeah. a date. Sorry. I'll it's see a date. You there. It's a date. Uh, yo, couple last things to touch on the on the cultural thing. We're seeing these big YouTube creators get these. Big boy deals, man. Mr. Beast is signed on with Amazon Prime. Okay. And he'll be, you know, they bought the exclusive rights of a show that he'll, they'll be bringing on around him. Sidemen yesterday announced with Netflix that they'll have a release coming. When I first saw the first post that was made, it was literally, it was a Sidemen logo transformed into the Netflix logo with the da-dum. Mm-hmm. And my mind was just going off. What are they going to be making here? Because mm. in my head, they could it could be anything. Mm. You know how they do them Top Gear style videos of, oh, we'll travel here. Netflix could just be releasing a game show, but no, they've released a further snippet today and I've seen it. It's actually a documentary of how the Sidemen have made it. Ah. Which, do you know what? To be fair, the Sidemen and Mr. Beast, the biggest creators, yeah. the biggest American creator, the biggest UK creators, yeah. they deserve it. Sidemen, yeah. Sidemen is the KSI one and the, the other KSI one. Group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so not... not Chunks and everybody's different. That's Beta Squad. Yeah, yeah, Beta Squad. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They're big. They're probably like... They're nowhere near as big as the Sidemen. Yeah, no, I get it. No, I, well, they, they, they are. No. They are. No, 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 no. The beta squad. In terms of revenue, no. Mm. I think it's mad. I think it's mad the way, where the YouTube space is going. Yeah. That they're getting these big deals. That's crazy. Mm. Mm. It'd be interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll land with uh, Netflix soon enough. Don't worry. You, you, Keep watching the space. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but we've already got a couple of topics in news, you know. But let's just get the new stuff out of the way. General Sir Patrick Sanders came out in the news, came out. We need to start preparing our citizen, you know, army. We need to train people up. There's a potential war with Russia looming. Conscription, here we go, right? Like mm-hmm. Fab, Fab Romano, he literally like, tweeted it. Like, here we go, conscription boys, come on. 18 to 41, I believe, is the first category. Right. And, and then it goes to like... Are you going to like... I know you're going to be one of those people that's either going to doctor a medical certificate or a fake birth certificate to make sure you're 41 to avoid it. You are one of those 42, people. 42, mate. Yeah, I need right. to learn what year was that, 42. So that's... Uh, 1970s, it will be. 1970s. <laughs> no, that's a good point. I'll, I'll have to think about that. I think from 80... So you're saying if you got called up, you're going straight? Bro, to if do my what? country needs me, I would go. To do what? What are you going to do there? <laughs> to... Bro, those Russians are going to fuck you up. Yeah, I don't. it's fine. They can fuck me up. So you'd go... Bend over and be like, Russians, come here. Nah, it's not the case of that. If, if, listen, look, when your country calls upon you, yeah, right, okay, yeah, whether I agree with the war is like a different situation. I think I do, I would agree with so the war. Rishi Sunak 
I don't care if it's and ordered old. you. No, I don't Send care you if it's a letter home. It's signed Rishi Sunak. Yeah. PM it says Amrit, get your bitch ass to the fucking front. Look, do I think Russia is in the wrong? Yes. Okay. So if it comes to the fat point that we, I don't know, if Russia let's say invades a NATO country and the NATO then go in, that basically means that it becomes a world war type situation and UK is drawn into it, right? And because of that, right, um, you you need like obviously people to join, right? But which people? People is the key word here. People that, that like, if if uh, if I'm PM yeah if I'm Rishi Sunak imagine this I don't ima- okay, okay, okay how how would you okay, okay, okay what about what about like okay imagine yourself you're in the 1930s right you are fully fledged into a world war would you still be having this conversation about whether you want to go or not because the world war wasn't in the 30s 1930s it wasn't from 38 to 45 mate it's from 39 39 so it yeah, was so let's talk about the 40s though. Right, yeah, 40s. Yeah. So yeah. 39s, yeah. 39, 38, yeah. 39. 39. But in the lead up to the World War as well, there was obviously very clear that there was going to be a World War. Mm. Like, you know, Germany were just fucking going mental. Mm. So even though the war officially started in 39, there was still a lot, you could say the precursor were happening. Yeah, I think Hitler rose to power in 33, something like that. Yeah, and, and then obviously... he started riling up the nation. Yeah, he started taking all the shit, you know, invading countries, Putin. Mm. Invading... Ukraine mm. threatening to invade other countries, you know, like around countries around Ukraine. Mm. So that sort of stuff, you know, you could see a world war happen. Like you, you, you know, Putin so you, so you is a loose nut, and you can see him. Like you wouldn't put it past him because people genuinely, all the experts genuinely thought, like in this day and age, another country cannot invade a sovereign nation, right? You don't know what's could, what could happen. You could have Putin, like as he gets older and older and looser and looser in the head. He could possibly invade a, uh, invade a NATO country and then start a whole war. And if in that war we are needed, the general public is needed to conscript and all that, I think it should be our duty to do so. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, yeah, that's very honourable. And I know you always say the fucking right thing on air. But I know when that letter comes through, yeah. what the real fucking feelings are going to be what? racing through your heart. And what? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, shit. Oh, that letter. Oh, I didn't see that letter. Right. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry, I've been so busy. Right. Oh, I didn't get around to it. Sorry, it was on my list. I know I should have done. Okay. Oh, do you know what? I've been so torn. It's my duty. It was on my list to go yeah. to the front line. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is literally what you would do. It's not. It is. I know, deep down. Listen. You give it 10, yeah. Oh, it's our duty. Russia is in the wrong. I will be there. Protect my country. You won't do shit. You won't do shit, bro. I know for certain that you would be one of those rich people. You know, during the war, like even during like uh, the Vietnam War and stuff, a lot of like people like Donald Trump basically would just get fake certificates to kind of uh, avoid uh, military service. It's who you know. It, exactly it's who you know exactly but people common people like me don't tend to know powerful people but let's just make it clear i've not said if i would or would not go to the front line right uh, let's just make that clear we'll never uh, I, I guess we probably will find out in a couple of years <laughs> we'll time <laughs> well i do you know what i think they are almost like beta testing like mm-hmm. what's the public reaction right because because obviously rishi sunak came out a couple of days later shut it down straight away oh the army's a voluntary service we will never force conscription in the uk blah 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 blah, blah. they just saw the mood online space everyone was taking the piss like half of you know everyone was like let's send edl first the english defense league yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should send right. the edl first man i think that's a great idea i think that's a brilliant idea that actually sounds incredible tommy robinson made an organization that has defense in its name mm. i mean what more do we want in, in defending england exactly right right let's not forget the england part yeah england english defensive league right yes it's made for and it's it, a league, bro. It's a league. Even league, you can't. And you've got some league. hard motherfuckers in that organization. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see how they go into war mm. for the country. Mm. Mm. I mean, they'll need some uh, curries on the front line. Yeah, oh, they will. I guess that's where we come handy. Yeah, <laughs> they will. I'll, I'll go as a cook. Just don't take your egg bronte. Oh, and they, you'll be alright. <laughs> that's what people will survive on. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what They'll need the Chinese food as well, so we'll need to take a few chi- uh, Chinese people to the That's front line. That's interesting. Yeah, they'll. I know a guy. Right, they'll <laughs> need some. They'll. They probably will need some sort of German beer or like foreign beer. So we'll need to take a few of those too. Yeah, bit of Belgian beer. Belgian beer. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it'll all come handy. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. <laughs> um, yo, there was obviously. Did you see the news of the stabbing of the teenage boy? 
In Birmingham. So he in was Birmingham. 17 years old. It wasn't a 15-year-old arrested for it? Uh, or am I looking at the news wrong, wrong article or the different event? I actually don't know who was arrested as a result. All I know was this was not last weekend, the weekend before. So a couple of weeks ago, broad daylight on, on a Saturday or a Sunday in Where? town. In town. Literally broad daylight. Where in town? Like literally, imagine you're on like Waterstones Way. Like you're in central, central town. Okay. Right. So by the ball, like boring way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, you know, he got wrongly identified as a member of another gang or whatever it was, mm. some stupid little shit, right? And he got stabbed to death. Yeah, it sounds very much like what happened in Wolverhampton um, with the Indian guy, uh, lad who was stabbed to death in oh, a mistaken identity. Ronan Kanda. Ronan Kanda, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is unfortunate, isn't it? Like, and and, and <laughs> gr- knife crime, it seems, is on the rise, man. Knife crime is on the rise. A lot of people are blaming Sajid Javid as mayor of London, saying that, you know, what, where's all the money going? Where's all of like... Sajid Javid is not the mayor of London. Sadiq, Sadiq Khan. Sadiq Khan, sorry. Who is Sajid Javid? <laughs> he was, he's a Tory. He was okay. a Tory ca- chancellor before. Yeah, but yeah, I've yeah. got them in my head now. He's bald, he oh, isn't. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. You want to get your facts straight, mate? No. Well, it's fine. This is why we've got you. This right. is literally why we've got you okay. on this podcast. Okay. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, people are blaming Sadiq Khan. Yeah. Saying that he's the mayor of London. He's got this much money to blow on fucking fireworks for a New Year's Eve. Yeah. Right. But where's all the money coming when we've got this rising well do you know what it's an interesting conversation is it rising because people are saying when boris was mayor when x was mayor yeah. knife crime was prevalent then too it was very prevalent i think it's more so like a like or is it that because he's brown oh why is he not sorting knife yeah crime? i mean i think it, it's more prevalent in the sense that you do like hear of it more now because obviously the social media like everybody gets to hear of the knife crime now whereas before it may not be as so prominent right, right? you only would probably have found it in the in the newspapers or something you know so i don't th- i i actually don't so know you're saying because news is more readily available on your phone yeah we hear about it more yeah and but again i don't know the statistics in terms of like what the statistics are mm. over the years in terms of like knife crimes mm. right so if it has it, i mean if people are saying there's been an increase there must have been an increase Right, so there is there is something that needs to be done to counter that. Like a lot, a lot of football clubs in London are doing a lot of things to raise awareness about it. I know, like Arsenal, are very big into it. Right, they even wore like didn't they wear like an all white shirt like kit to kind of highlight uh, knife crime again. Uh, you know, the raise issues about knife crime and all that. So there's a lot being done. I think whether that is enough or not, it would just depend on. I don't know too much about it. Like, what sort of policies are in place to kind of ensure that children are not taken into that side of the world? But we're not even talking knives, bro. We're talking big-ass machetes. No, it, yeah, that, it all that, counts as knife crime, basically, right? I know, but, yeah. but, like, let's just, like, be clear here. When we're talking knives, yeah. these guys, t- teenagers, 15, 17-year-olds... Yeah. And, and it, obviously, knives are readily available to everybody. But like, did you see that viral video? Again, this was about two, three weeks back. This was like a chicken shop. Imagine a Dixie chicken. This is a camera in the corner of the room recording the incident, right? Mm. And again, a couple of 15-year-olds were inside. A couple of 15-year-olds were outside. And the ones outside came to stab the one inside. Oh, shit. Right? They came to... I think this was happening in London way. They came to stab him. They had their knives. The guy inside pulled out his knife. Oh, fuck. And there was a bit of, you know, the humorous side of it. You can look at They were almost like fencing. Like, mm. come on. To me, to you. To me, to you. But the point that sparked a lot of discussion, especially online, is if he didn't have that knife... It was curtains for him. Mm. So how do you tell the youth, right, when there's literally live examples like that, that if he didn't have a knife, he wouldn't be alive? How do you tell the youth, don't carry knives? Yeah, that's the thing. That's That's been like the age old problem. I remember like people would come into our school, talk about like knife crime and so on when we were kids as well. Right. So it's not a problem. That's so much now. It's it happened like 10 years ago as well when we were in school. I don't know if you had that sort of thing, awareness in your school. Mm. Not so. I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Much. Yeah. You probably went to a non-state school. That's why I went to a grammar school. Right, right, right. So I went to a state school. You see. Yeah. And those why are you going? I like you were fucking getting ruffled up in the locker rooms every other no, day. No, it's not. A, no, I'm just like saying. I come, story, I come yeah. from a, a, a more realistic, real life. No, I got my grades. Grammar school. You don't pay to get into grammar school. You just right. need this. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or the accessibility to a grammar school. No. Yeah. It was one eleven plus test that was taken nationwide. Right. And there's a bar. I'm here. Right, you were here. Okay, right. great, great. No, Just like, you know that 2-1 degree that yeah. you got from university? It's a 2-1. Mine's here, yours is here. No, 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 yours is a 2-1. That yeah. was about 
two or three percent above mine. More than that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was five percent difference, but it was a two one, mm. right? Mm. Uh, but now, okay, jokes aside, but like I've seen these campaigns happening for a very, very long time. Like mm. in my school as well, they would. I remember going to like an assembly about it. There was always some people coming in to talk about it. Mm. So it's a problem that's kind of mired our country for a very, very long time. And it seems to be like there's no end to it. And it just seems like it's just getting worse and worse, mm. despite all the efforts. And I think the question comes down to whether the government, whether the London mayor that is, you know, is doing enough. Mm. It literally comes down to like what sort of facilities are they being provided? What sort of programs are there in place mm. to counter that sort of knife culture that we? It just seems to be growing, or if not growing, but it just seems to be continuing, mm. right? Mm. So there's obviously there's something that needs to be done, and and I think rather than saying, oh, this person's not doing enough, or that person's not doing enough, mm. I think rather than just pointing out what the problem is, it, it perhaps we need people to kind of say what the solution is. Right. Mm-hmm. So rather than us just getting on the podcast, they're talking about how bad it is. You know, we, we blame the politicians, even if it's a Labour government or a Tory government. OK, yeah, I'm pretty certain like no government, whether it's Tory or Labour, would want this to continue. Well, I'll give you a solution. If Rishi Sunak can bring out, oh, we need to learn maths until a certain age. We're banning vapes. Mm. Right. We're bra- banning British Bulldogs. But I don't right. see how learning maths will like. I'll, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you, if you can bring out those law- laws, mm. right. Look at what they do in Dubai. If you are caught in possession of cannabis, you are going to jail. Yeah. That's a hard, strict rule. If you are caught with Listen, a knife, I, if I'm, you are caught with a knife, mm. you are going to jail. I don't think jail is a, a solution. I don't think jail is a solution at all. I think, it, if anything, those... It will reduce the amount of knives. I don't think it does. 100%. It doesn't. 100%. J- you do go to jail if you get caught with a knife, by the way. You know, getting caught with a knife is a huge crime. You get, like, multiple years of imprisonment. And there, there, I'm not saying this is my view, but there is an argument that... Then increase, increase, no, no, no. increase the amount, yes? No, no, no. Listen, I don't think that's going to help anything. Honestly, there will be you, studies... You need some form no, of I don't, strict threshold. No, there's... I think... A youth will think twice, like, right? I, no, that I think... That is a long there, amount of time. Uh, no, there is already... There is already laws in place. That. Let me Google that. To, for, uh, for a youth to think, oh, that is a long time. Possession of knife... Sentencing guidelines. There is four years custody maximum. Exactly. Four years custody is the maximum. Yeah. Is that enough? Of course, it's more than enough for possession of a knife in a public place. That's just possession. Mm. So if if you were carrying like a machete, let's say in public right now, Mm. and somebody stopped you, even though you're not a criminal, I mean, apart from the intent of either protecting yourself or causing harm, why the fuck would you need a machete? No, listen. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. There's obviously... So let's not get into the semantics of, oh, that's only possession or there was intent to cause harm. No, no, no. Right. Listen to me. I'm I'm not getting into that. What I'm trying to suggest to you, there there have been multiple studies which have shown that prison systems or the prison's imprisonment doesn't necessarily always work. In fact, it doesn't work in most times. A lot of people that do commit crimes have been to prison already, by the way. Right, but these guys are fifteen-year-olds. Yeah, so they and, and 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 they've been in that. So so the thing is, they they're on their path to that life. Okay, you can't throw a fourteen-year-old or a fifteen-year-old in prison because they're carrying a knife. What you have to read, you can't say to them, okay, here's the door shut on your life. Right, if you send that fourteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old to prison because they have a knife, you know, you're shutting the door on their future already. No, but right? what point no, no, is? No, 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 no. no, 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 no so you need is, to come out with. Government policy my point is that needs it, to be the sentence, right? Should act as a deterrent it, to the extent. No, wait, let me land because you've made a point there, and it's a yeah. good, valid point, right? The rapper Fredo recently got caught with possession of cannabis, mm. and he got sentenced to five years of jail in Dubai. Right. This is a high fly rapper, right? Big time. Listen, I don't think you should Listen, compare. No, no, can no, I just no, say no, one no, thing? No, no, no. You don't let me finish okay. my point, so go you can't okay. speak until I finish my go point, on, go on. right? And so my point is. That has sent out a message that's caught all sorts of headlines, mm. right? Even when there was another Brit that was caught in Dubai with certain uh, with cannabis, th- there was a big story about that a couple of years ago, right? So you're saying you're shutting the life on a 15-year-old. That would unfortunately need to happen once or twice until big headlines are made. The severity of the punishment is understood across the UK and it's a deterrent. 
The point is, it's a deterrent. I, can I just say one thing? You've given me two examples. They're both based in Dubai. Like, the Dubai criminal system is very, very, very different to our criminal system. But if you can ban vapes... No, 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 no. Can I just say... What's the difference? Oh, just listen. Right, okay, yeah. It's not banning vapes, by the way. It's just banning vapes to, like, for children and stuff. Right, okay, y'all. It's saying, like, certain vapes cannot be on the We're market. We're talking about children here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, listen... You cannot compare the laws of Dubai where they have Sharia law to, to something in the UK, right? For example, you take something in Dubai, they'll cut your hand off for it. You can look at a system no, no. that works. I don't know. You can look at a system that works and take stuff from it. No, I, I get your point, right? Crime rates in Dubai obviously are very low because of the Sharia law, okay? Yeah, but to say something that we should have something, if not as ex- like as that goes as far as Sharia law, but at least something goes towards it. I think it's still a wrong argument to make because you're taking an approach of like punishment. And and honestly, like if you look at societies, if you look at like certain countries, the way they deal with things and the way their prison systems are, prison shouldn't be a form of like there are two schools of thought here. One is when you send somebody to prison, a prison is either as a system for punishment or a system for reform. Yes. Right? People, certain people think uh, prison should be punishment and punishment only, right? Mm. There are other people that think, no, prison should be a reform, kind of like uh, based on a, reform, a right? criminology. Yeah. Right. No, it's not about criminology, but I'm just it, saying to This you, is literally so if, you're, you know, so if you're saying to me, a 14-year-old is caught with a knife, you know what, make an example of them, send him to prison for five years. You are shutting the door on that person's life there and then. You're going to, essentially, I, I don't think there is any sort of like study done to see any impact that, a, a harsh sentence as on like other people for example see you, you, know, you remember the, debating the same point you you're not talking i've accepted that point but then you're saying you, you maybe keep, make an example the less people but has there been a study to show that because dubai is literally a live study to show that if you make an example out of a few cases there is a high a lower crime no, rate no, no. is that not a study no listen it's not because in dubai the law is sharia law right people already why are you Applying labels to this? I'm not applying labels. Just take it to the base. Okay. Stop complicating it. It's I accept your point. I think, we don't need to go into I think theory. the viewpoint. I think you're the not, viewpoint. You're, you're I, just doing so much no, no, talking, bro. You're not okay. even listening. Can I just say, I think the viewpoint to say that, okay, we should have harsh punishments, I think is not the right way. Because I think there are already harsh punishments for this sort of crime, whether you're a child or whether you're an adult, I think is quite severely harsh anyway in the UK. I think making it harsh a ma- is a maximum, a maximum sentence of four years Four custody. years is a lot of bro. The offence range is a fine to two years and six months custody. Yeah. So you think that's harsh? It is harsh. For, ha- for having possession of a machete? For like a knife, yes. As in a machete. You- having possession of a machete, two years and six months. So you're saying someone that could potentially cause real harm with a machete, mm. right? They're looking at a range of, from a fine, to two years and six months of custody. Yeah. But then imagine that this is, is no. I'm but sorry, imagine, but that for that crime, imagine this, in my eyes, that's not. No, enough. no. But imagine this is a 16 year old boy or a 17 year old boy or an 18 year old boy, right? Yeah. Mm. If you're 18, you get tried in obviously the adult courts and stuff. You're gonna be having a machete for whatever reason that you have. You maybe you live in the wrong part of London. You maybe you live in the wrong part of Birmingham, right? You've grown up in a culture that is completely different to what we have, yeah. what we know, right? Yeah. There are certain people that are born in poverty. Okay, yeah. And so, and how do you stop it? Then no. I'm giving you. You keep talking about the problem, right? Yeah. And you asking people to talk about no, a solution. I, so, so I've given you an example of a solution. But I don't What's think your that, solution? I don't think a punishing like a punishing approach is gonna work. Okay, I think a solution would be to try and understand and address the problems at the very back, like from How the very beginning. So, for example, then? you invest in areas that are severely deprived. So, gentrify areas. No, not gentrify areas. You, you like literally the Tory government. Okay, yeah. If you look at and this is where the government comes in. I think okay, yeah. The Tory government has literally any sort of deprived areas. It's not paid any attention to. No sort of funding's always cut back. Right, if you talk about a government of austerity for the last 10, 12 years that we've had since 2010, right? Funding has been cut back for public services, cut back and cut back and cut back and cut back, right? Okay, yeah. There's not enough for people to do, like, especially in deprived areas I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm not talking about your right. middle class. Amr, you're a politician and uh, you're, you're the mayor of London. You're going to talk to the constituent of, I don't fucking know, one of the areas in London. Yeah. And I'm giving you a pot here. So I think, two, I'm, I'm giving you a pot here of two million pounds. Yeah. Right. What measures are you implementing to, to provide the solution that you're talking about? So you, you, keep, you keep kids off the street. You keep them busy. So you keep open like art centres. You open like sports centres and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. You provide enough funding to make sure that children focus on something else rather than the crime. Okay. There's always going to be children who, who are going to see crime. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
obviously a lot, some children are intelligent enough to think okay this is not the route i want to go down i want to pursue my passions of so and so and so but not majority of the children don't think that you have to like make sure there's enough funding for schools to mm. put up activities to raise awareness right this is you need to target those sort of problems at its heart you can't react to these problems you have to be pre like pre you know you have to pre-action these issues sort of be thing. proactive yeah we have to be proactive about these mm. and this is the only way to counter it i think if you're going to if a child's already carrying a machete at 18 then you like the system has already failed the ch- that child not the system but you get what i mean like right you you then put that ca- child in prison right that child's gone to prison for 2 years let's say he comes back out the world's closed to him the opportunities he's not going to have the same opportunity that me or you've had at 18 or 20 right so what does he do he gets back into crime the only thing that he's ever known but if you for example take that child at 18 but if you had t- taken him at 12 right if there was enough funding in his community for him to do things and other things and that's not to say that okay this will have stopped everything but in the last 12 years in the since 2010 okay yeah government fundings have been cut back and cut back and cut back so severely that public life is all like you know public facilities have always been absolutely decimated bro and that i think comes down to the politicians and that if you're saying london mayor is not doing enough or providing enough funding to the projects then i would say yeah the london mayor is at fault if you're saying the tory government are not doing enough and we already know that the tory government has actually cut back funding in the most deprived areas of britain anyway mm. right councils around the country are failing and bank going bankrupt because <laughs> the government just keeps cutting that funding and year after year after year mm. so it comes down to this now that's valid that's valid points you made there and i'm glad we got there in the end because you were waffling a lot Listen, and you finish my water. I don't know what gave you the right to take water out of my cup, put it in your cup and leave me with this. <laughs> and I've just finished that. You wanted to talk about Carl Walker? Yeah, have you not seen the news? Gone under the radar, do you know why? Because he's winning trophies, he's performing. No one cares, he's not Manchester United player. Oh, really? No, but it's not it's gone under the radar for you, but not in the news though. Of course it hasn't. It hasn't. It's not been in the news. No one cares. No one's talked about Marcus Rashford, the whole saga of him missing training going to a club has been th- 10 times bigger than Carl Walker having a fucking secret family. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know what? It is an actual madness. This guy is married to his childhood sweetheart, uh, has like three kids with her, mm. but on the side he's he's got two kids there uh, with somebody else. When you look at Carl Walker, yeah, you just know there's nothing in between his ears. Yeah. You just know that he's <laughs> an absolute machine, top football player. He can make a defensive mistake, sprint back and recover. You know he's got what he's got, yeah. Mm. He ain't got a brain, bro. Bro, how are you living a double life like that, man? 007, bro. That is madness though, isn't it? You know, we got Anthony. In today's day and age with the social media, every single thing there. My G was like literally having a separate family to his actual family. Mm. That's madness, you know. That is madness. I actually and, and you know what he's trying to finesse it he was like oh no like I've only slept with like he's got a pregnant twice and he's like oh, but it was only brief and so he's he's basically claiming he's only ever slept with her twice and then it's resulting he's, he gets he's, he's been drinking what Robert De Niro's been drinking <laughs> you know, honestly he's on that Robert De Niro juice bro <laughs> honestly it's, it's mad it's mad and then he was like oh if you ask her how do I take my coffee she wouldn't know because we don't ever go on dates and anything like that And then the person he was in an affair with, she's like, he, look, she said, he's maligning me. And she posted a post on Instagram saying, flat white, no sugar, please. <laughs> <laughs> But do you know what? No one cares because he's a City player. No, it's not. It's not that. It, it is that. Literally that. So I think City have said, like, they're not going to take any action, like, um, and because it's his private matter. Right? And apparently he said that. Then looking at that. That's standard procedure, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, let me know when you get your third and fourth wife. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it's it's actually mad because he said that he was contemplating like going to Bayern to get away from all this. Right. So he got like he got himself so deep in this shit yeah. At one point he must have thought fuck. And me. you know Pep Guardiola knows all about this. Oh yeah. Cuz you know how meddlesome he is in everyone's life. Yeah. He knows everyone's life Pep, to the team. I don't know how Pep was reacting to that, man. I think there was news about Pep, Pep was like so 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 sad. No, no, I no, don't no. know how we'll replace him. <laughs> <laughs> there was news about Pep saying look if players want to go they can nerf off and there was also talk about like them City actually selling him at one point right a, a season or so ago. So I don't know if Pep was onto it saying look I don't want that sort of shit in my fucking team. Yeah. And it's and a negative vibe bro. It's mad. How can you have a player be able to focus when he's got like this thing sitting on his mind? Bro, it's hard enough having one partner. Having two. It, that's mad and having kids with both of them that's crazy that's actually crazy. that's 
If ever anything was 9,000. Nah. See, you're glorifying that. No, no, you listen. Are, you're you are. telling me, yeah, he's managed to pull off a side chick with two babies, yeah? You're telling me that's nah, not... I don't whilst winning an English treble, bro. Yeah. Whilst winning English treble, you're there doing job on field, winning the English treble. Only yeah. two teams in history have completed no, that. Right. And my man's got a wife on the side with two kids, bro. Yeah. You're telling me that's not 9,000? It's, it's, you glorifying it. You hey, should view it as that. Carl Walker, you're killing it, bro. But, <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, did you see, we'll get onto the AFCON. But before we get onto AFCON, have you seen the Asian Cup? Football. Football. No. India lost to Syria. But Syria, that's not to say the Syria team isn't good. Middle Eastern people are very much into the football, by the way. Bro, we have a billion people. Yeah, compared to Syria. A bill. I didn't stutter there. I didn't say million. I said b b b billion, nine zeros. There is so much population in India. Yeah. Why can we not? Even Twitter, social media was going crazy. Like, that is embarrassing, man. Let me, uh, let me read you some of the comments, but go on, let me get your thoughts. Why can India not create a team? Don't give me that, oh, yeah, they just focus on in, uh, cricket, they focus on hockey. Nah, we got Sunil Chetri playing in Indian leagues. We've got all these butchans investing into the football there, mm. right? There's enough uh, uh, energy there. Why is it not happening? It's not happening because, obviously, it, the facilities are not there. Facilities are there? I don't think there is. I don't think there is. Uh, generally... The grassroots where you need to develop players, the facilities are not there. They may be in the Indian team. The Indian team may have everything that they need, but the grassroots football is just not the same. Let me read you in some the of the UK, reactions. Right? Like it is in the UK, for example, or other countries. Let me read you some of the reactions. One of them, a country with billions of people can't get just 11 men, 11 men to win a men. football. 11 men to win a football match. Pathetic, you want 11 mil. Right. Anthony has the same goals as India. Zero. Right. right. No, I get that. So I think it's not, you shouldn't point things. Obviously, the team failed and, 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 and like it's not cool because obviously all of our dreams will be to see India in the actual World Cup. And I don't think it's. Imagine gonna, how lit that would be. Yeah, that would be amazing, right? But obviously, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But why? Because the, the, the grassroots at the grassroots. You're saying there's not an infrastructure. Yeah, there's not their infrastructure at the grassroots. But if you've got all this money being pumped in, but there is there, there probably is an infrastructure. We're just not involved nah, with it to know enough. They've got a national team. Bro. No, they've got a national team, but that doesn't mean anything, bro. Like, it doesn't mean anything. They've got a national team, but then are they in, like, where are you getting the players from? You get players from all over India. There's team. a league in India, though. No, there is a league in India. Of course there is a league in India. And even the way the league is set up is very commercialised. It's kind of set up to copy the IPL. IPL. Yeah. So the focus on in that league is not to develop players. It's literally just to kind of make a quick buck because football is getting more and more popular in India, right? So it's, it's more about making money as opposed to growing talent, no matter what anybody says, any owner says, right? The infrastructure in India at grassroots level is just not there for football. It just isn't. You go to villages in India in Punjab, right, yeah? There's no absolutely nothing, no grassroots uh, sort of like facilities to play football. At all, but, there's there's but, a lot of people in in the villages that play football. But let's let's look at the uh, infrastructure for cricket. Right, you go to Mumbai, right, the Maidan. Yeah, there's probably thirty pitches. Yeah, and kids playing there. That's not a five star service, bro. With a coach saying you need to do this, you need to bat like this, you need no, to no, do no, that. That's, that's a few kids getting together no, no. playing hard cricket. Yeah, no, that's fine. And that cricket is better than county level in England. Yeah, no, that's fine. And that's kids playing games. No, that's kids. I get that. But so then, why can the kids not get... It's much easier to get a ball than get wickets, yeah. a cricket ball, but then, a bat. It, then it comes down to culture. like Exactly. It comes down to culture. Yes. Right? Now but you're on to something, Amrit. The culture for football is... like People in Goa are crazy about football. They don't give a shit about cricket, but people in Goa are crazy about football. They play a lot. Like even Bengal, for example. Where's Bengal? Right, okay, yeah. Mm. They, not so much in cricket, but then they are like... You know, the in, India's greatest club is... Mohan Bagan and it's like it's in West, West Bengal it's really weird by the way it's in West Bengal because it's bloody cold man it's not it is uh, so it's 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 in uh, West Bengal as well so there are pockets of spaces in India like states where football is above cricket but generally speaking when you look at it from a major point of view mm. the culture is obviously cricket and in Punjab the culture is hockey mm. and, and cricket right mm. so there's all these other sports that India excels at because that sort of culture is there. People push their children into that. But there's not enough sort of things. You say one billion people, but out of those, like only two, maybe 300 million people 
are really that are kind of bothered about football and put their children into That's football. still more than a lot of other no, nations it is, that it is, produce football. Then, and then even when they do put them into football, the, the facilities are just not there at grassroots levels to kind of promote them or like make them better. What's the population of the UK? I might sound really dumb saying no, this, but, but isn't it like 126 million? No, I think it's less than that. It's about 77 million. Well, there you go. Yeah, but then look... The, the, in, in the UK there are pitches all over everywhere you go you'll find a football pitch you keep going to infrastructure yeah. I keep saying the infrastructure for loads of children in cricket isn't that high it's not that high but at least it's there right it's least you know, it, it people, comes down to no, will no it, it doesn't come down to it, come, it comes down to will but like people in India play cricket on the streets so even if you don't have a pitch you play on the street yeah right yeah but they just don't have that same passion for football and it's exactly yeah so it's not just that but even what I'm trying to say to you even where people have passion for football, they just don't have the facilities to go in, like, learn. It's not even develop. a notion on the street. If a kid goes up to another kid, yo, let's play football. Like, what the fuck no, are you talking about? No, it is in majority of India, but even in small pockets of India where football is supreme. Mm. And I'm just giving you a figure of 100, 200 million just out of, like, thin air. Mm. I'm just, that's probably, like, being a really, like, kind of, like... That's not reasonable to me. Not reasonable. I think it's probably more like an, a kind of like, not a conservative figure, but the opposite conservative is in like, it's probably like a very generous figure to put on two, three hundred million people. Why? Prefer football over cricket because generally if you're looking at, only looking at Goa and West Bengal, I don't think there are two or three hundred people in that state. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so the football is there, but even when people have passion for football, the facilities are not there for them to develop. In India. Well, let's watch the space, man. Let's watch the space. India's lost to England in cricket as well. Oh, that was fucking shambles. Absolute That was shambles. shambles. Hey, honestly. Where's, where's Shubman Gilbro? I know. The prince of cricket, yeah? It, the, he's you were on time. this podcast. He was having a tough He's having a tough Saying time. he's the one that's going to carry the mantle. No, he the is. Next, he be it, the next Tendulkar. Yeah. No chance. I don't know. I don't think it's a no chance. I think he's gone off form badly all of a sudden. You know what it is? You play so well throughout the year. You have like five, six, ten games bad and it's almost like the fucking bricks falling on you, mm. right? So it is a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure and I think you've you got to be careful. He His talent is there for everybody to see. He's proved it before. He's a very talented cricketer. Mm. He's obviously headspace is somewhere else right now and I think it wouldn't it wouldn't do him any good to With say... Sarah? Yeah, it's, his personal life is obviously very much in the news. So maybe I think... As people, as media, they need to back off that little bit. Let They're not going to back off. That that's a fact. No, I know. You can't expect them to back off. No, I they know. Won't but back then, like, Kohli didn't get away with it. No, Kohli. He, no, listen. Kohli at twenty-four was not so relevant as Shrubban Gill is at twenty-four in the media, in in, in like in like gossip columns. That is the worst thing you've ever said on this podcast. No. Yes. Kohli was very popular. But he was with Anushka at that point, right? Was no, he, he wasn't. When did he get with Anushka? Like when he was about twenty-six. Okay. So he got to develop his cricket away from like, you know, gossip media. Right. Um, so I think Shubman Gill, but where is Shubman Gill? You go into the stadium, fans are chanting like I'm... You know, Sarah Tendulkar, Sarah Tendulkar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah Babi, this, yeah, yeah, that. All that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. I think people do need to back off and let the guy be a cricketer and not be a fucking celebrity. I think, and also it gets to people's heads. No, so but he wants become, to be a celebrity. No, I know. That's what I mean. So you need to like make him realize that he's not a fucking celebrity, he's a cricketer, mm. right? And you need to give him a space to be a cricketer, not a celebrity, and not fucking treat him like a celebrity in he that needs, sense. He needs to put his head down. He needs and to get on with his head. And, and, and it's on him to kind of ignore exactly. all that shit. Exactly. So the talent is there, and I think he will carry the mantle forward. Hmm. Obviously, having a, he's having a stumble right now. Yeah, uh, final thing to close off the pod, man. Yo, there was obviously the AFCON taking place. That is just funny to watch, man. Yeah, nah, it's not It's so just much. like football in its raw element. It's like just, just guys that just want to play good football, no fucking around. No strict rules, no great techniques. They just, do you know what? They're giving it their all. And you yeah. see a lot of shit. But you see some good as well. And it's good to see football in that form. It's like, you do see the ball just getting booted. A mil- it's like how it would look if we played football. Mm. No, it's not even that. I think uh, you've got to be, you've got to give AFCON a bit more respect. The reason I don't like AFCON is because it always comes in the bang in the middle of a Premier League season, mm. right? And our style players have to leave. And Mo Salah getting injured all my day, bro. Injured. My fucking Injured. heart was in my mouth when I saw that fucking news about Mo Salah being stretched off. Injured. Right? He's all right, mate. Don't worry. No, no, no. Egypt are out of the competition he, anyway. He's, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, no. It's irrelevant. He doesn't give a fuck about Egypt. Nah, he does. He... Klopp says, get your bitch ass here. <laughs> we need to win a Prem. I'm leaving at the end of season, bitch, and so are you. Do the fucking last bit here. He's like, Egypt, we're going to win anyway. Nah. Fuck it. Oh, do you know what? I'll tell you what. If you make it further, I'll come back. Don't worry. <laughs> That's what happened. 
That's what happened. You get into the final, I'll come back for the final. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> no, but honestly, it's it's an inconvenience. That is disgraceful, though. No, it's not disgraceful. Do you know what? This Liverpool football club. Bro, how loves, are you saying that Salah is not loves, injured? It loves, how are you saying Salah? You know what? These Hendersons. Are you saying this is a conspiracy theory that Salah is not injured? They love sitting on the right side. Oh, looking down. Oh, look at us, socialist FC. We're fucking great. No. This, that. When this push comes to shove, I'll sign that Qatari contract. Give me them millions, boy. Yeah. Give me that Saudi contract, yeah? yeah? When it comes to uh, Mo Salah, come so, on, Klopp. So if so, you're saying Mo Salah is faking an injury to get out of Egypt. So you expect Mo Salah to start next Liverpool game, which is tonight. No, obviously he won't now because of the media presence that it got right. and, the, and the amount of hate he got from Egyptians. Right, he's got to play the game now. He doesn't get any hate from Egyptians. He got a lot for the way he pulled out of the competition for being injured. I don't injured right. You you know when, when you have a hamstring injury, you yeah. do realize you can't play football. Oh really, mate? I didn't yeah. know that. Thanks for clarifying right. that. Yeah. So you're saying to me that it's a conspiracy theory? It's not a conspiracy theory. You're telling me the way that Klopp announced it, the way that the Egyptian manager went at Klopp, it was in a whole shambles. What was shambles about it? Klopp just said that we don't know what the extent of the injury is. We will we'll review it and then we'll see. Come back. Klopp basically said. It ain't that bad an injury. I'm sure Egypt will get him back if they progress. Yeah. We're going to call him back for now. Yeah. And get, do the scans. Egypt manager Listen. after came back and said, no, 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 let's not downplay this. He's got a very serious injury. Yeah. Right. And the way Klopp handled that put Salah in the shit. Why? Because he, that's the reason why he got Listen. hate from Egyptian fans. No, 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 no. You're, why are you misinterpreting everything? Bro? All right. I'm misinterpreting. Go on. Go You're on. for one saying Salah isn't even injured, by the way. Right. But he's clearly injured. Listen. Right. He's not injured enough to join Egypt back in the finals. Because they're not in the finals. If they got there, though. He would have gone if he was exactly. fit enough. Exactly. Right? Exactly. If so he was fit enough. But he would be fit enough. one person, you can't, you can't say fakes injuries to avoid games is Mo Salah. Mo Salah plays every single fucking game of the season. Sure. For his country, for his club. For his country. Yeah, yeah. No, right. for his club, yes. Not for his country. For, of course for his country. Clearly not for his country. When have you seen Mo Salah miss a game for Egypt? Literally two days ago, <laughs> last yeah. week, for, yeah. for an injury. Yeah, because they ain't winning, bro. He don't give a shit. So he, he decided it. to get injured. Yeah, yeah. Look at Egypt. When you when a footballer is with the national team, they're only there for like a week, two week, listen, month at max, listen. right? The club has the, over the guys that listen, know what. Can happened. I just say we know? What I'm saying is we know responsibility for that player for that, for that play to recover. Salah. So obviously Liverpool well played, boy. come back. Salah, right? You done it good though, boy. Listen, you done it good. You're a hater, bro. Get back to Liverpool, win that prem, man. Win that prem. I'm off. See I you, boss. I can't. I can't take this hey, shit. Hey, I tell you what, slander, you, bro. This is slander. You. I'll know. catch you on the next episode of the Everything Nine Thousand Podcast. Man, <laughs>